Welcome fans to the NEC Overtime Pod. Thank you for joining us as we recognize our student athletes of the LGBTQ community and celebrate the diversity within our conference. My name is Adrian Barajas and I'm a communications assistant at the NEC. Today, we are pleased to be joined by A.G. Carhart from Wagner College and a member of the women's bowling team. Thank you for joining us. A.G., before we get into your journey, I think it would be helpful to talk about the differences between sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, as it can be misunderstood or unfamiliar to some. So I, it gets very confusing sometimes, even with myself. Um, it's easy to misinterpret what the definitions are, but sexual orientation is basically who you attract like to as a person, so who you are attracted to. Um, and there's gender identity, which is yourself and how you assign to however you feel. Um, it could be how you were birthed or however you feel after birth. Um, and then gender expression is how you present to the public, whether it be masculine or feminine or however it is you feel. Awesome, thank you for clearing that up for us. Yeah. So can you explain how you identify yourself and then the significance of your name, AG? Yeah, I identify as gender fluid um, and a queer folk. Um, I am okay with most pronouns, but I use they, them the most. Um, and it, I feel like gender fluid really, I like re resonates with me because I've always been the person who was like, why are there just two genders? Growing up, I was just like, oh, there's just two genders. Um, so I eventually learned that like, you don't have to choose which gender you are. You can be right in the middle. So, and we all know that there's multiple genders um, and that's just what resonates with me the most. I use they, them pronouns um, and I go by AG. I was, my birth name is America Grace Carhartt. So I took the A and I took the G from my first and middle name. And I said, why not just be called AG? Sounds more gender fluid to me. So that's how I express myself. That is awesome. And at what point you said growing up, but at what point did you uh, fully um, embrace that, that, you know, that there, there are multiple genders and it's not restricted just to one or two or just to two? When did you, when did you fully embrace it? When, when I was younger, like probably like between the age of like 12 and 15, the ages where you're like trying to experience things, people are dating and they're going out and like middle school and they're like, oh, I have a boyfriend. You're like, wait, you have a boyfriend? I didn't have a boyfriend. I had a girlfriend because I had the inspiration of my sister who was out to our family, had to go through all of that for me, but not knowing that she went through that for me. So I had the inspiration that like she could just be herself so I can just be myself. And I think with my my brothers who would ask me like not to talk down on them, but like, I think it's a normal thing to say that this is real. And like some of my family members would be like, well, why don't you just choose between like, are you gay or are you straight? Like there's no in between or they would be like, are you bi or are you pansexual? And I'd be like, I'm just me. Like as a kid, I would just be like, I'm just me like leave me alone stop asking me these questions or pressuring me to choose you know and I think that's like reality that people 
Um, and going through that process of accepting other people, like you're going to have those conversations and it's going to be tiring and it's going to be a lot of work to try to help them understand that there isn't just two genders and that there isn't just two sexualities and you can choose anything that resonates with you, even if it's just yourself. AG, I think, I don't think you could have said it any better. I think you chose the best words to explain um, that oftentimes society will try to stamp you with a label, stamp you with a label where at the end of the day, you're just, you know, I'm just doing me. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I feel, how I feel, whenever I feel, you know, and you can have said it better. I'm just doing me, leave me alone. Let me do me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, and you mentioned your family and your sister. So uh, could you explain to us how your family has provided you the support along the way? Yeah, of course. I've, I've never had to come out to my family just because they were just like, okay, you're dating a girl. Well, your sister did that. I see no problem. So like they never really forced me to come out or ask me a lot of questions. I think um, within the past few years, my family has been a lot more accepting and asking more questions like that because they want to know the answers to how they can be more accepting. So I think that's really helpful. And I think that the time I gave them from then and now has helped them become more of an ally to our community. Awesome, that's great to hear. Can you share the influence uh, that Wagner Bowling has made on your journey? Yeah, um, my teammates are very accepting. My coach is like one of the most accepting person I know. Um, As soon as I changed my um, name to like not change, but like as soon as I started going by AG, um, my coach immediately started calling me AG. We had no had no immediate reaction to like, oh, why did you change? Like, he was just like, okay, let's call you AG. So I think that was really like a key thing for me to recognize that my coach is there for me and will support me as long as as as, as well as my team. Um, and I think that they are very accepting as well and so it made it makes me more comfortable and be able to be my best performer on the lanes and off the lanes that is awesome and what kind of influence have you had on them um I think that most of them are very accepting some of them have questions and I'm there for the answers so I think being there for the answers and being there to show that everybody is everybody so <laughs> I can answer those questions for them that is awesome um can you talk about the importance of the usage of pronouns yeah um so like I said I go by they them pronouns I use those um to present to the public and um I think it's important to use put the correct pronouns that people identify with and get them correct most of the time, even if you're just like correcting it, it's really important to just at least correct if you get it wrong, because that's how that person resonates with themselves. And it's also how they identify to the public. And if you're getting that wrong, imagine how that's making you feel inside when you're like getting somebody's expression wrong. I feel like it can be really hard on some people and it can also be okay. Some people just brush it off their shoulder, but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if they, have a hard time with it, but it also doesn't matter if they do have a hard time with it. it. All that matters is that you always get it correct. Because if you don't and you slip up once, it could really hurt somebody or it couldn't, but you should always like correct yourself on the correct pronoun for that person. Do you think one way to 
possibly avoid uh, hurting an individual's feelings is to like, maybe like I should like start introducing ourselves with our pronouns. Like, hi, my name is Adrian. I go by he, him. Like, is that is that something that you think should be implemented into, um, you know, like our introductions or is it like, what, what's your opinion? Yeah. Yeah, just me, but I think we should get them tattooed on our foreheads, but <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but I think it's really helpful. And I think one of those things I found really helpful at Wagner was my RA. Um, I'll give her a shout out slow. She put um, uh, like little pins under our door um, and she put our like pronouns on there. Um, and at the time I went by a she day, so that's what I had under my door. Um, and it was just so cute. Like it made me feel welcomed. It made me feel safe. And I'm like, everybody's getting this. Like, this is what we shall be wearing every day. Like it's helpful and it's really important to know how to address people. Awesome. Thank you. Um, in what ways can we build an inclusive environment, regardless of personal views within our society? Um, so I think that having like a really open environment requires education. Like we have to educate people. We can't just like have our community as the AIDS community, like gay men, we can't be focusing on them as just like spreading a disease. Um, I think that's a big thing in itself. And then as well as like just the community, everybody, the people who don't believe in gay rights, they're like, oh, they're aliens. Like, I feel like more education to the public on news channels, on any broadcast system, like is very important because then it educates the people and it educates people who need to hear it most. Yeah, I think you make a great point that, you know, lack of knowledge around the subject only is, is inevitable um, conflict within, you know, across communities and everything. So I think that's an excellent point that you make that sheer education, whether it be part of the sport programs in the classroom, um, you know, at a young age or wherever it may be, it's important for people to be aware um, in order for us to all um, accept each other inside of, you know, an inclusive environment. So I think that's a great point. Um, what does it mean to have LGBTQ plus pride? Um, it means, kind of like I said, when I was 12 years old, I can just be me and I can have my community behind my back if I fall down or if I need someone to pick me up, I have that to lean on. And there's so many outlets out there for the LGBTQ plus community. And it's really helpful for those folks who need to go places um, if they don't have an accepting family, if they need to go places just to get away for a second, if something happens on the street, if something happens at school, it's really helpful to have these communities. And even now they're online and they're virtual and you can just be like, text a person from an app. Like it's so helpful. And it's, I think for me, but for everybody else in the community, like we're very appreciative for all the support we have right now. And that only keeps increasing. Oh, that's awesome to hear. How can someone be more approachable to the LGBTQ plus community and show allyship? Yeah, um, I think I think one of the dead giveaways is like when people introduce themselves and they put their pronouns, like you said, like yeah. that is a dead giveaway for me that they are accepting okay. not just our community, but everybody in the world at this point, because we should all be saying our pronouns. We should all be addressing and introducing ourselves 
with our pronouns because it's not always going to be she or he. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Thank and where can people start in order to become an ally to the LGBTQ plus community? Um, kind of right there as well, but um, also- So it starts within, would you, would you agree that it starts within from, you know, like an, that individual to, um, you know, yeah. have an open mind, be accepting and make uh, subtle changes, say in their introduction, say rather than yeah. just in my name, introduce my pronoun. So, what, what else might you have to say on where an individual can start? It starts right there within themselves <laughs> um, and also with the education part, like as long as they are doing their part in educating themselves on the community and being more open-minded to people's identities and letting them express themselves however they feel. Um, even with like parenting, like I know it's hard for parents to accept their children because they were born a certain way um but being a parent who's like okay you want to identify as this let's try it out like see how their child reacts to their reaction is a really good thing for them like if it's something happy like if this child is presenting a certain way and the parent reacts in a good way it's really helpful for the child because it knows that it lets them know that they can be themselves no matter what and their parent will always accept them no matter what. Awesome. And this brings us to our final question. What kind of advice would you offer to another individual having a hard time with their journey to coming out? Um, I think the biggest thing is to like, don't hide yourself, but also if you're in a very scary situation, if it's uneasy to come out, know that your community is behind you and you have them to lean on. Um, it's really important to show who you are, but it's also important to keep yourself safe. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you NEC fans for watching and celebrating Pride Month with our student athletes. See you next time on NEC Overtime Pod.